Sterling Savoir Fair. The sharp and smart he has to call upon all his staying qualities, and he's doing so. Here's Andalus coming after him. Sharp and smart in front. Andalus, sharp and smart wins the derby. Welcome to Bed Doctor. Behind the curtain, look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I'm remote. I'm in Bali. It's the uh, the Bed Doctor Bali office. But uh, I'm joined by the boys in Melbourne, DK and Nico. How are you guys? Uh, well, the, the hoodies are on today, Scoot. We're a uh, bit, bit tropical down here, but uh, not too good. But uh, anyway, uh, I had a, yeah, a bit fresh this morning, wasn't it, Nico? But I um, know oh, about the engine's about to start revving around the corner. So um, Grand Prix is something we got down here. So we're not talking about the weather. We've got great events and the Grand Prix is just another one. It's kicking off today. But uh, here we in. Hey? Busy, busy, isn't it? Yeah. Everything's sort of happening. Just sort of, Melbourne. Yeah, they're marching past the office always straight out to the track now. People are dressed up in their gear and everything. So, yeah, and then, then a huge weekend of racing, Nico. So, um, big, big, a big couple of weekends at least next weekend as well. So, how are you travelling? Not too bad. Um, not too bad a day yesterday out at Soundown. We didn't sort of lead a blow, but um, we'll move on. Uh, get on to Bendigo this Saturday, which, uh, gee, the, uh, the jockey ranks are thin at Bendigo. I'm going to be interested to see who's riding an hour at because it seems like there's a lot of country jockeys at Bendigo already with the sort of falls we've had with a few jockeys on the sidelines and then, um, you know, a lot of the probably the better jockeys heading to Sydney as well. Um, Stackhouse probably has the best look at Bendigo, so it could be a big day for him, big day for Harry Coffey and those kind of riders, yeah, good opportunities. Yeah, and they're, 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 they're all right, good riders, aren't they? And it is a, it is a provincial I moment. Mean, it's not provincial quality, but it's a provincial venue. Yep. So lesser riders like that do get a get a chance, especially with the championships on. But uh, having said that, I mean that they're as good as fields across the board as you'd ever see at one of these non-metropolitan venues. No, Ripper card, keen to get out there. Uh, looks an absolute betting card. Just on the jockey swan, I, I think it's been, I guess, through the press a fair bit in the last couple of weeks. B Shin, I notice uh, from over here, he's gone positive with the sleeping tablet. There's a massive pushback from the jockeys, and I saw an interview with Mick Kent on Racing.com with Terry Bailey, and he highlighted a couple of the big issues. I know RV are desperately keen to get Saturday and Sunday night racing in, but I think they're going to have to um, make way for some other racing. Maybe Mondays and Tuesdays get the lemonade, DK, and uh, they just seem to need more apprentices, more uh, track riders, and more stewards, more staff across the uh, across the boards, according to Mick Kent. Gee, I tell you what, if uh, you've got a spare 30 minutes, head to racing.com and find the interview with Mick Kent and uh, Terry Bailey. It's definitely uh, worth a listen. Gee, he, um, he he should nearly be running the show at uh, RV, I would have thought. It, he'd be a great CEO of Racing Victoria, Mick Kent, I would have thought, uh, if they could afford to pay him, DK. And very, he's very measured. Like, you know, it's all, it's all thought. He doesn't, a lot of these old draconian trainers and just, they see a tweet and they jump straight in and, you know, you know that old. You know, you don't think before you press the send button on your tweets and emotional tweet. He's very measured. He, um, you know, he's very well versed in 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 the sport. He's an he's an elder statesman now. But um, yeah, and I was. I mean, the stuff I tuned in there was the stuff about the jump outs and what we spoke about last week with the riders. And he, he's hundred percent sure paid paid that they should all be trials. The riders should be paid. Um, you know, jumps jockeys, picnic riders. Those second tier, third tier riders who don't get a lot of rides, pay them for the jump outs. It relieves the jockeys of pressure to having to ride jump outs. Um, but that, that was just one part of it. But um, yeah, then they spoke about the other, there's the training hours and things like that, staffing shortages. But um, did you catch any of it, Nico? Yeah, I did listen in and I, I thought he made a lot of good points, um, sort of especially with the jump outs. And uh, yeah, I think the, the apprentice jockey point is definitely a big point because, you know, if, if some of those riders don't make the cut as jockeys, you're always going to have them as as track riders and and the like, which is always, you know, every trainer you hear is desperate for track riders and ground staff and the like. So um, 
and they could it make it. Like they could make it that they could make it attractive. They can make a good living. You know, he said eighty five dollars a jump, eighty five dollars a trial. Well, if you, you know? say if say if you did ten, you know, jump outs of trials at Cranbourne, and then you did five at Packham the next day, and you wrote a bit of work as well. You wrote a bit of work. They get twenty a horse for work or something, don't they? Mm. Something like that. About that, I think about so. That. They can make yeah, make it a good living. They make fifteen hundred two grand a week just being a track work rider, you know, mm. or a, 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 a jump out rider. So um, yeah, he was he was they have to do something. and They got to do this. Is this is as we said, tipping points a lot in this, but it is it's a it's a tipping point for the industry as far as staff goes, staffing shortages and attracting new people to the races and um and the the starting times is another whole issue, um again. But um, I think yeah. it's hard for staff, like <coughs> racing sort of, if you're a ground staff, you don't get paid that well. Like, well you that's can, the, the you can get the same you, work you, you, you Woolworths. Know, you like, know that. I saw, I saw a guy replied to the one of the Andrew Jones said, I left, I was a foreman at a stable and I left because of how poorly paid I was for the hours I had to do and what, what the lifestyle yeah, was. Yeah, you have to get up at sort of, <laughs> well, like even if you're not, not from like a big stable. You've got to get up at 3 in the morning, 3.30. And even if still if you're working at a stable that doesn't get up that early, you're still up at 5.36. Like even if they're not going to the track that early or have their own sort of private properties and that's still yeah. very early for, for a, you know, pretty much minimum wage for a lot of them. And the split shift. You know, you've got to come back. You go home at ten thirty. You've got to be back there at two thirty or four thirty or five o'clock to do the afternoons. Like it's, yeah, you know, and that, uh, so I mean, as someone who's done it, it's not very appealing. Like <laughs> yeah, it's not appealing yeah. at all. So I think that's probably one thing. If if I, if they should look at more is upping that sort of wage to make people want to do it because no one's going to want to do it for the wages they're doing now. Like it's just for the it's the absolute people that love the sport and the horses. You're not going to attract anyone else. And the, as I said, to the time now because they have got the war chest. They've got lots and lots of money in the bank to do things at the moment from the COVID sugar hit and the, the taxing the bookies and things like that, and, and et cetera, et cetera now. So, um, you know, if they want to do a big a big riders academy and things like that and, and invest, um, now's the time to do it. Gee, I might have to uh, lay off the bintangs, drop 10 kilos and become a track work rider, 100K, uh, for putting a couple of rounds every morning sounds delicious. And have a couple of bets, <laughs> knock, knock off a couple of DK's prices after I finish track work at 7.30. Couldn't think of anything better. <laughs> <laughs> drop 10 kilos, yeah. Well, I'd need to drop a bit more than that. Well, I don't, what do you can get around here? They'd put you on at 75 or something, would they, Nico? Yeah, maybe 70. 70? 70, you might be right. <laughs> well, I've only got 12 to go, so uh, look, a couple of bintangs and no... Uh, Cycling pig, I'll be right. While it's in, while it's in my head, you know, I told the story about Reese Wheeler last week. My mate Reese, right? He was a jockey, and the day I had to drive him to Swanley, had two rides, right? One got scratched, and he rang the other trainer, and the other trainer said, "Get your ass up here! You're not getting off my horse." Guess who that trainer was? It came to me during the week when I was going for a walk. Who? Your old man. Was it Dave? Noonan. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting on. off this horse. You committed to ride it. You get yourself up here all the way. One ride. Three and a half hours I had to drive him. One ride. Sell around a 20 to 1 chance or something. It's a good boss, isn't it? <laughs> it was Dave Noonan. So I, just while it came to my mind, I had to tell that story. Well, I can't remember us training too many winners at Swan Hill. So <laughs> I, I don't reckon it would have won. <laughs> Hard task, Master Boy. Boys, little uh, hat tip. Last week you were on fire, DK. You were uh, watching Packing and was an easy one. Nico at Money Valley. Uh, very good there with uh, Imperatives and Brave Me. Just to uh, tragedy, so many scratchings. Cascadian, the seven-day backup, Pearl, and uh, even Donnie, the uh, scoreboard. So he's back in business. Old Bobby Shiraz, uh, probably a really good ride there. And speaking of good rides, you, uh, you're you all over it again, DK. Another Pearl, Goldman, Childs, Waterhouse, straight to the front. This horse looks a, uh, a real uh, progressive stayer and was pretty good. Well, it's good good that you give out the Pearls on the Thursday and then they come true on the Saturday, didn't they? The, the- out of the backup out of the fast run race, like anything can back up out of a walk barrier trial, you know, can at home. But 
the fact that he backed up out of a proper race, it just shows what great order he came out of it. He must have come out of a bouncing out of his skin and he was a proven backup horse, which is just another dick. And Jay Childs, well, now what the Jay Childs gave Waterhouse, there was what, Sadder Goldman, and then we had another one yesterday, didn't Victor Vittoroso for something yesterday. Nico, same thing, rinse, repeat. So I did, I did, didn't I? I did because I was prepared this time. So I have got out the stats, Scoot. So he's him and Gay are 23 from 81 overall lately at 30, going about 30% and 30% pot. But in March, in March, recency, as I said, it was pretty recent, eight from 17. Eight from 17. Seven of them have led. The other one was that Butch Cassidy, which it looked look for the lead and something crossed it and he quickly popped off and there was a dollar fifty just set outside Too the good. leader yeah. and pissed him. So yeah, eight eight from seventeen, seven leaders, and one sat outside the lead. So um that's how well he's going. And then you got the big rap from Gay, but I mean a bloke said to me straight after the race, send me a message, how good a ride, how good he was he rating that tempo on the Goldman, on that sort of horse. And it was he got it spot on. And you know how you got it spot on? To see where how Goldman was going after the line? Oh, put like five couldn't, lengths on him. Couldn't stop it. Yeah. Could be reminded me of that horse we tipped in the Melbourne Cup last year, whatever it was. Did the same thing. I noticed that horse. Who was that horse? T.O. wrote, T.O. wrote it. We oh, that floating red, artist. Floating artist. Yeah. You know, I mean, he might be. He's a different, bit, bit different style of horse, but to be that, can't pull it up after the line. Ooh. So, um, yeah, Scoot, no. Yeah, well, he's led at a pretty solid tempo throughout the race, and he's still running the fastest, second fastest last 200 of the race. Solcom was quicker home, but you look through the line and he's put five on him and sort of. I even watched it live and watched it a bit further, sort of as he went to the back straight, and he just kept getting further. Couldn't pull, so he just pull him like, up. Melbourne Cup. He just looks like he has a huge sort of aerobic capacity, doesn't he? He just looks like keep going. Be a twilight payment, go in the cup or something like that, up the front, and see you later. Catch me if you can. Oh, well, Matty Stewart from 927 has declared it, so it is March, <laughs> oh. and uh, <laughs> got a little bit of water oh. under the bridge. So All the, these blokes who can get on in the future, you know, it's good for them. Get on in the futures. Yeah, see how we try getting on in the futures. Not even worth it. Eight months of sweating or seven months of sweating. Yeah, uh, I, I think for getting minimum bet on. Rather bet today at Newcastle. Um, Sydney, speaking of North Korean racing, I'd nearly say that the Derby, Doncaster, TJ Size, and just the field. I, I love the field at Bendigo. I think you uh, hit the nail on the head, DK, but uh, I think this Randwick field is probably one of the best days racing, if not in Australia, but it'd, it'd go toe-to-toe with any race day in the world, I would have thought. This, this cha- the championships? Day one. This day one's an absolute belter. The beauty, yeah. Still not, still got as good as Cup Week, but um, championships is a, you know, runs a not bad, you know, a length off it. Second and second, second placing is the is the next best thing in a, in Australian racing, but um, still, still Cup Week still I stands for like um, a standalone day. It is probably the best day. Yeah, it's up there with Super Saturday here, but um, probably yeah, the best day. Ten, ten million. Or just ten million in prize money over those five races, and there's so many good talking points out of it. Like you know, Nature Strip trying to win four, um, Sharp and Smart, Cylinder. You know, there's just so many great um, stories to potentially come out of those races. Doncaster. Like, what about the Doncaster? The big twenty-four horse in <laughs> Gavin. Yeah. Uh, so many good horses in it. Terrific race. Like you can make a case for nearly everything in the Doncaster if they bought their best. Like it's a terrific race, and and you get tr- the, a bit of a true handicap. Too. And they get the blend of imports in as well, just mm. to complement it. Um, yeah. So no, it's good. No. Yeah, we we uh, we knock uh, we have fun a bit of fun with PVL at times and uh, what's doing up there. But this is this is one of the uh, the pop up races, the Bondi and the Gong and all this crap. But what he's done here is um, yep, no, we all agree, great great stuff. Well, I don't think you could probably credit him for um, a little bit, I guess. But um, Victoria haven't really gone after this race day, and I think this is what the old Derby Day in Victoria in the springtime used to be. But it's now depleted and not not uh, you know couldn't go toe to toe Derby Day against uh, a day like this, I would have thought. But um, on today's show, to move along slightly, 
Uh, Donny's back for his uh, best at Doomman. Or I think he's going to uh, venture into Randwick as well. So he's starting to a little oh, go a little toe to toe with DK. I'm not sure where these aggressions come from from the Don, but um, I think because because Do- uh, DK's fishing into his favourites market, Donny doesn't like it. So he's starting to throw a couple <laughs> back over the uh, fence. Walt, I tell you what. Uh, he was pretty angry with uh, Mauta. I sounded like a load-up job, and uh, it was a sleepy ride, I think, from Ryan Maloney. So no luck last week with a couple of waltz, and even Dimer was a quiet uh, ride. And uh, Nico, Bendigo, it's going to be a cracking card, as you said. Yeah, I reckon you're uh, back, in the, um, back in the zone a little bit, and I, I was sort of liking more at Bendigo as well. Just got to shake this uh, Flemington, uh, I guess it's like a hoodoo or a curse. I think it's self-imposed, really. But um, good to see that uh, Top Sports steamers have... Started to break the shackles there. Sparkle was a uh, a good winner. The Japanese form was uh, too strong in the benchmark. Eighty eight dollars. The uh, early shoppers for the uh, the right. top sort of She's going good. Yeah. And she she very good rider of leaders as well. She that horse. But she ran a double at Mini Valley and then yeah. She rode at least I one think a while ago when she came on the scene as a three kilo. Did we give her a good rap? We did, we did, and then she kind of fell off the face of the earth. Well, because she was tied up in the Mornington B and B. Seems stuff. like she just got her momentum back from that now. Like it's yeah, really yeah. starting to kick along yeah. for her. She is a great front running jockey for sure. Yeah, but Ma, the big camp putting her, the big camps are putting her on, so that's yeah. always a good leg up in her. She flew under the radar with that uh, morning. She's sort of like the fourth that uh, no one really speaks of. Speaking of uh, comedy, uh, the Comics Lounge, Melbourne's home of comedy, Errol Street in North Melbourne. Make sure you check it out. The comedy festival is just around the corner, so no doubt uh, DK will be tugging my coat for a couple of freebies uh, for the Comics Lounge. You'll be taking everyone there, so oh, make I don't sure. Know about that. The missus is dragging me along. The comedy festival starts this week, Scoop. Make sure you're betting with Top Sport this weekend. Odds to 5K in the big group one, so if you want to have a big swing in any of the big races, make sure you check out Top Sport. Their new app and mobile site is terrific. Uh, and the reskin, they've done a great job there. So Australian-owned and operated, so give the Miller hands a crack, and uh, they'll be giving us a crack too with our punters club for the US Masters. So I think Top Rope's going to steer the ship there. So you can buy shares, 50 to to 1000 bucks if you want uh, Nick Tedeschi and a couple of boys to uh, steer the golf bet. So you've got no idea about golf or little or limited, and you want action across uh, not just the winner's market. Uh, we'll be running a punters club with uh, Top Sport. They're the only guys that uh, have the canasters to take us on when we uh, blast in but uh, Bendigo on Saturday we've spoken about a little bit and uh, should be good conditions out there let's uh, get straight into race four Nico's found one here sing for peace is 225 favorite here Mr. French five dollars Caboche 650 Wahani Teo seven dollars Sula Nuages is nine dollars St. Eustace 17 long arm got a horse that I just keep backing at big odds that does absolutely diddly squat $19, Mimi's Award 19 and Sword of Boy $31 Repo we're going to have a look at here is Kabosh. this is one of Walt's horses Nico yeah, He's not the most prolific winner Kabosh. Um he's only had two wins in his career but uh, this was a very fast run race up there in Sydney sort of uh, three weeks ago it's actually been a for- bit of form coming out of this race this horse it's about to hit the lead well both of them actually in the yellow and the purple um, Major Beal and Stroke of Luck both ran well on the Talic out of this this horse just kind of whacks away in behind him. Um, doesn't do heaps here, but I think this is a bit of a drop back in class. So we know Almania is sort of, I think, group class competitive in the staying ranks, and he just looked like a horse kibosh there in the white and blue that needed a bit further in the old uh, uh, colding colours there. Um, you look at his form 
at 2,400 meters or above, which is what this distance is at. His last 2,400 meter run, he ran third to Port Phillip in Kissinger, which is, you know, Port Phillip come out and run, ran second in the Bendigo Cup to high motion, ran third in the Melbourne Cup. Kissinger won the Packenham Cup the start after. Um, and then he ran third to White Marlin at Flemington. And you go back prior, he ran third in the Queensland Derby at 2,400. So I think that's probably a good lead to where his true ability lies, and that's at this distance at 2,400. And I think he's a bit better on the dry tracks too. His race um, sort of, you know, because he's a horse in Sydney, he's raced sort of on soft and wet ground and raced well. But um, I feel like his better form might be on this dry ground. So sort of good force off five there on Saturday at Bendigo, fourth up, Stackhouse on, who's going to be a big go-to for the meeting. Uh, well, I thought he could beat this favourite, Sing for Peace, who you might know a bit about DK as well. Dude. He, he just hits a big flat spot in his races. Um, he won that day at Caulfield over 2,500 metres, beating, uh, I'm pretty sure, T-Waters. I, I remember that. Well, that was when Craig, Craig was on it. He's gone. Yeah, and then took he picked like, himself up. I think I took 41 on the corner and run because he, he come back again, but he was absolutely gone, like at the 600. And then, you know, he, he did that in a few of his earlier runs too where he just has no change-up speed. Um, Talia from four. I think she's just going to have to ride him really well to get him through that flat spot. He, I think he's the most talented horse in the race, but he's just learning a bit. And she's probably, she's all right, you know, who knows the horse well winning on him last start. But I just query whether you want to be just sort of diving into $2.35, him given he's not the finished product and he could get sort of um, hitting that flat spot and might need a bit of luck from the draw. So I think Kabosh at 650, if you had to back him each way, I think you wouldn't miss, but 650. Bit of D-Day for him, but this looks an easier race as he's faced recently in his 2,400-meter form. is very good. You love a, you, you love a, you love a mile and a half race, don't you, Nico? <laughs> hey? They just sort of – they can be a bit easier to work out than a few yeah, other yeah, races. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, yeah, if you're looking for a try and when you've got to narrow down for a best bet and stuff like that, mm. picking up. Well, I just thought 650 for a horse that's, you know, at his best. You know, you look at that horse form over 2,400, yeah. it's, it's pretty rock solid. Um, and Stackhouse is a big go-to for the meeting, so – it's got a good combination. Yeah, look at it, Stackhouse versus Tarly. You know which side you want to be on there. Mm. Mr. French will lead him up. He'll give a sight. Wahini Tow is good enough at her best, but she's had a big gap between runs now and was pretty playing last start. So, uh, yep, well a number here at Bendigo. So uh, hopefully we can get it off to a, a good start there in race four. I, I can see myself just having something small on long arm getting out to 2,400, but um, Joe, my patience is sort of wearing thin. Uh, That'll be a mental health bet for you, mate, a mental health bet. You know, yeah. you can't you can't drop off at twenties and watch them win and not have a drink on it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Th- threatened, but uh, I can I can see uh, Nico's angle here and uh, the horse's got ability. Went right. Let's have a look at uh, race seven. Just mark it only here for uh, the Bendigo Guineas, but we'll cover it. Wow, it's come up a strong addition. I would have thought my Bella May's favourite five fifty Marble Arch five fifty. It is me six. The Fortune Teller nine. Elkington Road eleven. Meredith twelve dollars running by twenty six into twelve, which is a bigger move. Uh, Sorrel Rising, $14. King's Consort, $18. Waltz on by 18 And then uh, DK, the one named after you, mate, uh, $26. And Lethal Thoughts, $26. Kong Try, $31. Uh, look at that market. Does anything to you fancy, Nico, at all? But, uh, gee, it looks looks a deep race. It was, I mean, what was it? Sleep. Who, who, who put the poop blind? The bloke put, of, of the, of the uh, blind Freddie put the price up on Rudius, did he? Like, how could it go up $26 off winning the other day? Like, <laughs> seriously. It beat, I know the thing had no luck, though it, is it me? But still, how could you put up one twenty six and one four to one or something? Yeah, there's been a bit of change in this market because they went up two eighty or two sixty all in Marble Arch, and now she's five fifty. Yeah, so, well, it didn't run any time, hasn't? Especially the other day, you know. Mm. Um, it gets up against good horses here, like you know, stepping up. I had an early bet here. I thought, oh, twenty six dollars looks over us, and I didn't pull the trigger because I didn't know if he'd run. And that was the fortune teller. 
Mm. Um, he, he's probably good enough to win a race like this at his best, but he's double accepted. So my Bellamay, I'd, I'd question her at 1,400. Um, probably the best horse in the race. Like her performance very good. She was okay the other day in a solid met, um, Phillies race here in Melbourne, but 14 might see her out. 1,600, um, 1,600. Is it 16, is it? 16, so it's going to be struggling. Guineas, Guineas, 16. Really? I thought it was always 14, this race. No. They've changed it. Well, oh. she's got none at 1,600 then. So <laughs> there that's you a go, pendulum. there you go. Now we're glad to see. There it is. Oh, I'd be I'd be kicking up big t- for the Fortune Tower and Elkington Road then at 1,600 because they're the two horses that have proven at the distance. Like They both ran well on the Caulfield Guineas. Everyone's sort of saying, oh, the Guineas is suspect. Most of the format's been all right. And now you're in a Bendio Guineas, what? Nine and eleven dollars um, coming out of the hot run Australian guineas. It looks looks solid enough form. Both third up, I think. So, yeah, they'd, they'd interest if they're there. This is it. Me, I, I kind of like him as a horse. Saw him in the yard last start and thought he just looked six months away. Like he just, I think he's got stacks of ability. And hearing what Daniel Bowman said on him on the radio, like sounds like he's really um, got an opinion of the horse. He just, he just may be still six months away. Looking at him, Tia was something licked uh, last start. Oh, really, moral, uh, moral beat, moral uh, absolute moral, moral beat. And I, th- I just love to see Elkington Road just go straight to the front, but I'm not sure if uh, that's something Jay Mott would do. But definitely would be uh, taking eleven dollars if I, if I knew he's going to lead, and maybe at one for the in players. Once the market sort of goes live, if that horse bounded to the front, I think that it'd be hard to catch if they rated him uh, all right. Interesting one running wide from Mar Eustace Camp. Was that just a uh, bit of a blowout? Behind better debtor uh, last last time, Nico. Any mail there on the Seema uh, horse? That looks like it's got ability running by, but um, she got run off its legs up the straight at uh, Flemington. Yeah, I know they think she has some ability, but um, yeah, just whether she's ready for the jump up and trip. Um, yeah, Rise is saying fourteen hundred for Bendigo Guineas, so I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of huh? Some Who's saying a mile? What's happening over there in Bali? Glitch in the system. Is it? Well, it's, I'm, I'm looking at top sort of website. It looks like it's a mile on it. Mm, I trust Riser. So <laughs> maybe they've, they've given the B set to all the bookies and said mile race and they've got the 14. I'll I don't see, know. But I, it's usually what, 1,400. So it's 1,400. Dot, dot com's 1,400. Well, I'm looking at, but at top sort's website and it's 1,600 metres. So, oh, jeez. So to tell you what, dirty data. Oh, wow. I know racing.com have got bad sectionals, but I'll have to tug Tristan's kite and see what's dirty going on with dirt. the uh, – they're trying to trick trick the punters, 1,600 metres. Before we move on, just back on Meridius. I got the pearl for this week. Now I've sunk me. I've, I haven't. I'll, I'll call it here going average or whatever. You know, if someone's going average and it's only going fair. But uh, Lloyd Kennewell, flying, flying, inform camp. It's been going well for a while, Kennewell. Yeah, yeah well, I, when he was going grubby, I was happy to start calling him saying he was going grubby. So I'm saying, geez, Kennewell, his horses are flying. More so in Adelaide, DK. I don't know he's taken a couple over there. Well, he's done a couple of hit and run raids over there because he, you know, I think. But um, no, no, he's just just across the board. Even even in, you know, in town in in like Meridius, his horse he's taken over there. Even in Maidens and things, and you know, so um, no, his horses are going good. Lloyd Kennewell. Yeah, I can't believe you're saying that, but um, yeah, mm-hmm. Tendergree, his, his name's starting to pop up a fair bit. Then you go race nine is the next one we're going to have a look at, and the favourite here is my numero uno, set three dollars seventy. Seven fifty. Do your punk. Build the box at nine dollars. Sacred Palace ten. Outback action ten. Eleven. Mammogram. Uh, by UNC. Mammogram. Uh, <laughs> Thirteen dollars. Starry Legend fourteen. Wolflands fourteen. And uh, Sessions Road fifteen dollars. I only just gone seven o'clock. I've been in and out of coffee at TK. I'm absolutely <laughs> battling here. 
Uh, that's the market. Blesser is uh, seventy dollars, and Taiko Hama is twenty-one. The replay we're going to have a look at here is my numero uno. Sitting fourth here in the uh, the sort of brown and yellow colours. Uh, this was a big run. First up, he runs what the second fastest last six hundred a day. Um, second fastest last four, and fifth fastest last two of the meeting on All Star Mile Day against some pretty solid horses at their best. You know, Midwest and sort of um, uh, Scissor Step in behind him. I think the Midwest form is um, pretty strong for a race like this. Midwest had former Maria Mia who won the the Galaxy, and this horse was just savaging the line late. Uh, he just looks like a horse who wants twelve hundred or wants a bit further. He's won over twelve hundred meters, and he gets he gets to eleven here. He draws barrier three, and he's he's just a winner. He's just a line finder. This horse he just always finds a line in his in his runs. So uh, yeah, I thought if you looked outside of him, this race is probably a bit of a raffle. But I think you could probably stamp him here as the, the horse to beat, and he's nearly four dollars. So I thought he's probably over the odds, to be honest. Always good when you find an N Ryan horse, isn't it? Yep. No like problems there. A little bit extra on. Mm. No, it's, uh, Jay Mott, he's one of our men. Jay Mott, he gets the job done for you when you need it. Geez, he got, I, got, I mean, I ran the horse around really well, but he was on Numerian. Numerian's run enormous there on the weekend. Like, yeah. You know, and he was on it for, you know, Jay Mott just you know, gives him every chance, Jay Mott. Yeah, I, th- I thought this horse would just probably camp him behind the speed. He might have made a little bit of luck from Barrier 3, um, just sort of weaving his way through, but. Once he finds finds a gap or sort of gets in clear momentum, as we saw last night, he just finds a line. This horse, you go, you go back to his win at Mooney Valley, um, back in sort of twenty twenty one. That was probably when we saw the best of him. He beat a Thalric Generation and Taunting. Those horses have all gone on to sort of open or group class and been highly competitive. And he's still in a benchmark eighty four and beat them all. So I think he's at that level. He just hasn't raced as much as them since. So uh, second up here looks uh, ready to fire. I would have thought from the uh, the Enron camp. Do your punk's got to be in the race, doesn't it? It gets Carlene off, Stacky on, and it's false years, isn't it? Behind horses like Morrissey, Nemeth, and Savannah Clare. Yeah, I thought him, Bill the Box, I don't know if he'd come up sort of last, you know, these first two runs. He's jumped out really well since. Sacred Palace, um, even this buoyant sea, won a recent jump out at Bendigo and a bit of a deadly camp when they put the money on the Enright Stable and hometown. So I thought if you looked away from the favourite, you could definitely find some angles, but... Um, I do think he's just the best horse in this race, and the return run was enormous. So, um, if you wanted to look away from him, there's definitely some some horses that you could uh, go looking for. But it just looks his race to lose. I would have thought. All right, launch, launch my numero and maybe save exactly. Uh, do your part, DK. Go. If um, just a couple early in the program, Nico, a lot of people will be interested in just very quickly. These are without notice, but you would have had a look at them. Um, people will be looking for their multis and things and coming into my numero. Elation. How do you think he? What do you say? Have a look at his trials? Mm. Or? I look at his trials. I think he could have jumped out better. Yep. But um, he's jumped out a bit like a 1,400-meter horse. He's 1,400 meters first up. I was nearly going to tip Imperial Lad. He gets 50 kilos. He'll probably find the lead from barrier number one. It can be a day where they mm. can be hard to run down. He's 9.50 now. He's $7 earlier. So he looks the easiest each way, but you'll see he just has to run a place at 2.45. So I could definitely come into him. But, Beautiful. Um, There's you. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Relation got beat there. I think he's a horse with some talent. but uh, He's got look, that... You look through his data and his ratings and what he's actually beat. It's not through the roof. Like he's, he might only just be this class. So mm. two thirty five is probably a little short for mine. And what about my or my filly Queen Air? She yeah. was she look hard to beat. Looks she went to bark. It says she's obviously going to be hard to, something beat. to beat. Yeah, she couldn't really be tipping something to beat her, could yeah. you? That was a huge win the other day. Yeah. and I thought she had improvement to come in the yard. So yeah, and she's shown that ability to roll forward too. Now Se- so second can- favorite for the Caulfield Cup, Queen Air. There you go. Is she really? Yeah, behind Goldman. There you go. No, she's she's quality. She was she showed quality. If you, if you want to go back and have a look at her replays from day dot when she turned up at Geelong and was out the back and had no luck, sort of 
dashing through, and um, yeah, she's shown she's shown quality from day one. That that that, that, that filly. Yeah, rip, ripper card at Bendigo. Some good races, so uh, hopefully we can get a result. I was interested to hear Mick uh, Mick Ken say that uh, the best sire out there at the moment was uh, so you think, and if you we're going to breed a horse you'd uh, you'd pick him which is obviously the sire of relation think it over and a few of those horses so yeah interesting uh comments um, i would have thought from uh, well he's from he's more in that sort of game isn't he? he's more in the staying sort of um you know take it easy with these horses and not bust them up early he doesn't have many two-year-olds or anything does he that's sort of his CSMO. so or, or a stallion like so you think would really suit his training style but um i don't imagine he has too many i'm invincibles or anything <laughs> in the stable so <laughs> no fair call all right if you you want more of nico's action uh, 25 bucks a week you get uh wednesdays saturdays and he uh throws in the odd bonus night meeting so yeah he, uh, he crawls around mornington and cranbourne nights and all those uh areas like packing them as well so great value 25 bucks a week and if uh, you sign up for longer you get a better price so Make sure you get his final thoughts via Telegram in the yard for uh, all your Victorian racing needs there. Punningform.com.au have had a reskin. I've uh, migrated to the new site, so uh, old.punningform. I've given the uh, the lemonade, but uh, punningform.com.au, the new skin's great, and uh, they've just released the worksheet. So for speed mapping and uh, getting uh, your races uh, correct and putting all your ratings in there, um, it's now pretty simple. So I can uh, punch through. Oh, I could probably uh, get through an entire card in uh, in less than sort of two hours and uh, sort of navigate my way through a couple of replays and things like that. So make sure you use uh, punningform.com.au and uh, give them a try because that's what DK, Nico uses and uh, myself. So uh, if you're having trouble with it, just uh, shoot them a line. Uh, the customer service team or uh, Sugar Shane Baker will give you a tutorial. You, uh, We absolutely swear by it here. All right. Uh, interesting one. We've got uh, Johnny's Best. We've got Walt via Detroit. No, I think can uh, just get a little bit of a graphic waltz uh, in detroit is it a bowling tournament he's at a 90 lane 10 pin bowling alley and it's minus two degrees have a look at how many units are in there at the uh, the masters bowling tournament there with uh walt he's got the, the laptop there set up he's got the uh the odds display there he's got the form guide out and uh, he's sitting there doing all the form for uh i think it's like newcastle today and then uh, randwick on saturday and he's uh, in a only lane now uh, bowling uh, alley with a tournament. Have a look at it. 1980s uh, is called DK. Oh, minus geez. minus two degrees to, to boot. Oh, <laughs> hey? you seen like anything like it? He reckons he's too scared to leave the hotel room. Oh, that's, that's great scenes. Reminds me of the was a movie. It's a great bowling movie, Kingpin or something like that. The big Lebowski. You seen that, Nico? Oh, yeah, is it was it a Kingpin with um, Woody Harrelson? I think it's Kingpin and Bill Murray or something. Very funny. Very funny. Takes you back to the um, those. Uh, yeah, they're they're a strange breed. The bowling crew. I think I'd be one and done if I went to one of those tournaments. You'd never see me again. I'd either be murdered or I'd never go back again. Disgusting. Uh, some yeah, some crazy humans that uh, frequent those places. But uh, they could be Walt's men. We'll have a quick look at uh, maybe the market first in the size, and then we'll get uh, Walt's uh, Walt's Best Buy video cylinder two dollars ten. Looks like Nico's frame this market very short. V eight six dollars. Don Corleone. 650. Thought he was a pretty good run last start. Weaving through. Brave Mead, Nico's horse. 950 in the 650. Empire Japan, $19. Mahaba, one of ours as well. $20. Cafe Millennium, 20. Bases loaded, 26. Bush Cat, Butch Cassidy, horse that uh, the boys mentioned before, $31. Militarized, 34. Joe Marrera hits town, which is uh, good to see. Strength in the riding ranks, uh, $34. We'll just say, uh, by the by, uh, 
tell me, uh, tell me, Barry, probably a good thing that uh, Walt's away, but he's had his uh, suspension reduced. So I'll tell you, it'd be spinning chips if he's on the show with uh, obviously Walt copying the full uh, face of the law or brunt of the law, and uh, Tommy's sort of getting off lightly, it seems. So he'll be back before spring. But uh, let's hear from uh, Johnny Walter himself via Detroit. G'day guys, Johnny's Best coming to you from downtown Detroit where I am hiding in my room. Too scared to go outside, went for a quick walk this afternoon. Not my sort of place, but um, I'm here. I'll be hiding in the bowling alley for the week and hiding in my room doing fall. Derby day Saturday coming up. We're a bit stiff last Saturday. Uh, Diamond got a bit of a quiet ride and I thought the ride on Mountai was just about unforgivable. No clue why he was still looking for cover coming to the bend when they were going 14 lengths below to the 600 metre mark and he had every chance to sit outside the leader and sort of sprint with him uh, second fastest last 200 of the day and still couldn't reel in a horse that he had every chance to stalk so a uh, bit stiff mouth I thought it was a really tough day Saturday you got big fields capacity fields really want to know the weather and how everything's sort of playing thought the one race that looked uh, to have opportunities in it was the size produce I think cylinders insanely short at uh, $2.20 or whatever it is don't think it's any good thing to run 1400 i've gone looking away from the slipper form just nothing there sort of stood out to me that it was bursting through the line at the end of 1200 meters maybe don corleone's the one out of that race here you probably want to be with but uh six dollars seems okay you know i think it should be closer to favorite but i thought there was a was sort of going wider and left field form you had um, bases loaded at 41 dollars going to run your race up on speed a tough horse that's got a good grounding for this stable absolutely flying think it'll run 1400 no problem uh, obviously has hook form around the slipper winner too and the other horse that looks uh, big odds is cafe millennium i don't know why everyone's forgotten about that first start win obviously a little bit plain last up but we're back to the trials last uh, since then and sort of got going through the line not a horse that you're ever going to see trial too flashy i don't think so uh, i think he did enough there in the worst part of the track really revving up late and if they sort of run along here, you've got bases loaded up on speed. If they overdo it, Cafe Millennium could be coming down the middle at $21. So I think in a tough day, they're my two for the day. Good luck, guys. I mean, he can't help it. He's just, he's the loyal, it's like a, a cult up there, like the PVL, the, <laughs> the, 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 you know, you, like he's top pot, he's, he's around the two favourites. And the next two, the two from down here, the two good horses, are staring at him in the face, the MF. And he's just <laughs> gone straight past them, don't even mention them. And go to the two ruffies or whatever. Like, you know, he just, he cannot bring himself to tip the Melbourne form up there. That's like a lot of them up there, though. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Pen the Melbourne form. But just pen it. Jeez, I'll tell you what. You oh, back back in the day when we had uh, Lamborn sort of come on the show for a while, he was always against the <laughs> Melbourne form, wasn't he? So. <laughs> anyway, I thought VA, VA, just, just well, VA, forward, VA. Well, on him, V8 and brave me to nice horses. Yeah, it has to be in the game because he's, he's run 1,400. Yeah. Like, he won at 1,400 last start and absolutely bolted in, so... Um, of all the types I've seen in Victoria from uh, all the two-year-olds, he's one of the strongest I've seen. Like he's an absolute beast. You, you're so. the one who's got you. So you, you, you're in, you've been in Cylinders Corner. You've been in. You tip Brave Mead last week. You've tipped Maharaba. You know V8. Is so you got a good head? So you'd have a good handle, even though it's up there, Nico. Yeah, I'd be thinking V8. If he runs up to last start, would be right in the finish. Um, I agree with Walt. I don't know if Cylinders. You know, two ten seems extremely short for a horse that. Yeah, he's a big question mark at fourteen hundred. Like he wasn't that strong late in the slipper. That Chinzo ran him down. Looked like he had the race shot to bits. Uh, yeah, fourteen hundred would have to be a worry. Could be the best horse in the race, but that's probably a big question mark. How has Cylinder been two eighty into two ten? It should be two ten out to four dollars express. Yeah, I think it's just a case of 
you know, the bookies getting them as short as they can right now and seeing who who wants to take that short odds. There's no way he starts two ten. No you see, no if you if you sit there and watch them go off, like they just go off at a sniff, <laughs> a sniff. TK. I was watching. The, they do. I was watching that thing tonight, more or less, right? I, I thought he would win tonight, right? And if you're going to ask me to do a race, I was going to tip it, right? So they put up two eighty. Blink of an eye, it's two fifty. Then everyone goes up two thirty. No one's back in the two thirty. All of a sudden, it's evens, right? Then everyone's evens. Right? There's a who's no one's betting. Just going off with a sniff of an oily, you know, absolute nut. It's just a joke. What they turn out, they early market algorithms turn them off. So um, uh, that's right. Uh, that's right, Scoot. If it's expressed back to two eighty, it doesn't mean it. It's just just what it is. It's just its right price. I really think it'll start closer to four bucks. I, I had a bit of a, a look at this race myself, and uh, I think V 8s the obvious one out of uh, Melbourne if he's good enough. Looks a real strong bugger. I think 1,400 is going to be no worries uh, for him. Gee, Don Corleone was a great run. If you go back through the slipper and you're looking at the the two runs, oh, I think Walt's right. I think Don Corleone should be favoured over uh, over Cylinder. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm not sure that... Uh, sort of just wait and see about the uh, the 650. Cafe Millennium's a crazy price, uh, DK. This horse was huge on, on Taboo. And I think they've given a bit of a quiet one. And John O'Shea, after its debut run, basically said, we're not going to take it anywhere near the slipper. Rose Hill was never going to suit this horse. This horse is a big, gangly sort of giraffe. I'd love you to put your eye over it, uh, DK, and tell me what you think. But um, I know it didn't probably trial that well. But as sort of Walt mentioned, it, it's not really a horse that was is going to trial that well anyway. Like this, this is He needs ground, this horse. Bases loaded, I thought, is maybe a bit one pace. And the other horse that... As a complete forgive, I thought was uh, mil- militarised with Joe Marrera. Uh, this horse was great um, in the Todman. He was uh, one of the best finishers with uh, with Cafe Millennium. He just seems to be forgotten by the market. And talk about weird flux. This horse has been seventeen dollars out to thirty four dollars. And last start, he was just tied up with that uh, learning to fly incident in the Golden Slipper. So this this horse looks an absolute wild card here. And uh, Chris Waller wouldn't be persisting with a horse like this if he didn't have a massive opinion about it. So I would have thought uh, Cafe Millennium and um, Militarised were um, massive, massive prices and must bets in, in the size. And, yeah, if, if Cylinder, Cylinder should just start with a four in, in front of its aim. And I'm, I'm pleased that Nico's finally taken off the Godolphin undies and um, is happy to um, hang him out to dry. I took him off last week and <laughs> Cascadian beat us. So. <laughs> well, DK declared it. I got, I got reminded of it. Mr. Brightside, you're around Mr. Brightside, you're around Cascade. Mine. Come on. Okay. Straight away, I got reminded of it, saying <laughs> a few people on track that listen to the show saying, good old for Nico, what are you doing? <laughs> Going against him. Oh, it's good that they got you pegged, Doug. Let's have a look at uh, race seven, the TJ Smith. This is absolutely uh, red alt, this race. Uh, Giggy Kick, $4.550 in Secret Nature Strip, $6. I Wish I Win, 9 Private Eye, 9 50 Passive Aggressive, 10 Marzu, 13 Lost and Running, 16 Lofty Strike, 20 Maramia, $31. Overpass, 41 Pulele, $51. Shades of Rose, $81, which tells you the quality of the race with those two. Oiler out the gate, uh, Rocketing by 91 and Shelby, 66 Oh, my God, what is it doing in there, the poor horse? Let's have a quick look at uh, Giggy Kick. I thought... Uh, this was a uh, a real quiet ride here, and I just love the intent that this horse has just setting up for this race. Absolutely dead last, and just zooms home. He got passive aggressive up in front with Eduardo. They were really suited this day. Uh, the rain hit on a Friday afternoon, and it was just the perfect conditions for passive aggressive. I think Giggy Kick uh, really suited uh, 
more so at 1200 than passive aggressive uh, I, I like that he's been spaced there's a lot of horses here like in secret this seems like a bit of a, an afterthought or she's now going sort of fourth up into this uh, race uh, I think she's a better 1200 meter horse for sure but uh, Giggy Kick there's just so much intent second up here Nature Strip I think this has been Chris Waller's target all along I wouldn't be surprised if he performs better I don't know if I could lay him the place but uh, I think that Lightning Stakes was a bit of a hit out. He's big on history, Chris Waller. He'll just want to see that, uh, make him a four-time winner of this race. I wish I win. I think he did nothing wrong. It was probably just a poor ride last time. Luke Nolan sticks, which is a concern. Private Eye, cracking um, run in the new market as well. So that was just a pipe opener for this. And then uh, you've got a horse like Lofty Strike, who, again, uh, I don't know that Craig knew it's done much wrong on him. But uh, he definitely looks like a horse capable of um, hitting the line if everything pans out. But um, it's going to be funny. It's going to be Giggy Kick in secret uh, and Lofty Strike and I Wish I Win. There's sort of just going to be like a an Indian line, I think, out uh, wide off the track. And I think Giggy Kick's going to be uh, definitely the the one that I want to follow here. And I thought that Giggy Kick and Private Eye were the two most likely to win this race. Clearly targeted at it and a few of these other ones. I just, I just think they might just lack the um, the freshness and ping to sort of win this race, but um, definitely a race with lots of chances, but uh, that was def the way I sort of saw it panning out. But uh, Nico, have you got any different thoughts there? No, not really, to be honest. Like the the fan in me would love to see Nature Strip win four in a row. I think that'd be a great sort of um, sensation story for racing, Especially wouldn't it? with his back to the wall a bit, you yeah. know. I reckon how good would that be if he wins on the big day up there? Yeah, but... um. I don't necessarily want to back him and part with my money, but um, it'd be a good story if he did it. I think the horse, you know, and the, the horse I would want to back is a gear kick at $4. That first up run was huge. Come home, what, like 17 and a half lengths above his last 600 on punting form. So not many horses. If they do that, they usually go really, they go like 20 below and just squirt home, don't they? But they didn't go that slow in that race. Like it wasn't like a trial like you see in a few others where they run those figures. So huge turn of foot. Purton, like Williams to Purton's no knock, is it? If he's sweet, apparently he's crook. So, um, yeah, you'd think he'd be doing everything to get off off his deathbed if he's on it or something like that to be riding a horse like this, wouldn't you? Like in a TJ, he'd be doing absolutely everything to get sweet for the day. But um, hopefully he's all good. Um, yeah, I think in secret's probably the, the, the bit of the risk. Like her, her two best runs are probably at Flemington. Um, she's much better suited on the handicap condition than wait for age here fourth up now she, i agree she probably just doesn't have the freshness of a few others and she ran a huge figure last start like she can replicate that performance here she'll probably win it's just i think she probably has to rate down given she's fourth up and uh those, probably not as suited at the uh the weight scale that's right those lightweights really kicked in in the new market you yeah. know with her and lofty strike accelerating the way they did yeah i think i wish i win can improve here third up um you know at the the high pressure in the new market last start the, the, the lightning wasn't as high pressure as that and he probably looked a bit better, but that was his first real exposure to this high pressure at 1,200 metres. I think he'll be better for it, so I think he'll be a back marker that's right in play late. Um, yeah, I was probably looking at him in Giga Kick and, you know, if, if nature strips in front with 50 to go and you sort of you do your cash, do an absolute champion, or you just, you just got to cop it, don't you? Because it's, it's going to be a terrific story if he can win four in a row. And I, I think that's the perfect send-off for him, isn't it? If he won four oh, in a row. it would be, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wouldn't we? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And he's, that's his right mind. You know, we love apples to apples as punters. You know, we're trying to simplify it as much as possible, and that's his track, it's his distance, it's his It's his, it's his, his full race. race. It's yeah. not just his track, and he's like, he's won the last three, and they've been probably his best performances. Bar Royal Ascot, they've been his best performances. Yeah, I, I just I think he's just not a, he just, the 1,000-meter tempo doesn't suit him at the 
as an older as the older horse he is. So. If he if he gets his own way out in front and sort of nothing takes him on and it's just nature, which is some chance of happening by himself, a big chance of happening. Like he could be you a bit. Look at those, those all those horses poking up inside him, going going quick like they were in the new in the lightning, whatever it was. Well, you think passive grip is not going to, and Shades of Rose I think is in the Quokka or another bigger race to come. So um, she might be one that's probably not looking to gas herself out here and mm. take him on. So if he, that's the way he wins, he finds uncontrolled sort of, and he just has it all his own way. That's probably the way he wins, which could happen to be honest. Yep, no, be, be a great, 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 great. Great day if he does. I think uh, apples to apples too. Giga Kick and Private Eye beat him home, and I think those the horses are, are more so on the upward trajectory as uh, as, yeah, a rom- no, yeah, as, yeah, as romantic yeah. as you want to be. I, I do think the apples to apples is uh, clearly uh, Giga Kick and uh, and Private Eye, and even Marzu probably wasn't uh, wasn't too bad either. But uh, I'm not sure how Barrier One's going to be. But I think just that Indian running line on the outside, they're all just going to peel off, and it'll just be uh, whoever's feeling the best within themselves. But um, yeah, deep, deep race, and not one that I want to really get uh, tangled up in, but just goes to show, don't have to uh, throw $15 million or $10 million at the race. That is as good a sprint as you'll see anywhere in the world. Uh, the TJ Smith, and uh, they're racing for less than uh, the Everest. Let's have a quick look at uh, the AJC Derby. Uh, Sharp and Smart's favourite here, $3.50. Pericles is $4. Uh, is that right? Eight fifty into $4. Wow. Mark Twain, seven fifty. Man's always fifteen dollars. Elliptical sixteen. Japanese Emperor twenty six into sixteen. Stroke Luck eighteen uh, into seventeen. Andulus is eighteen dollars. Full of Sincerity eighteen dollars. Williamsburg thirty one. Virtuous Circle thirty one dollars. Zero forty one. Major Bill forty one. Tapple Doodle Do. Cracker name that one fifty one dollars. And um, that'll about uh, see how the changes. Cheval Savant is an interesting one from the Mar Eustace Yard sixty seven dollars. The replay that uh, I wanted us to have a look at here was the New Zealand Derby, and you can see Sharp and Smart here hitting the front. He absolutely got the PR, and uh, Angelus is making a searching run in the green, and the horse that I sort of liked here is uh, sort of the jockey's flapping all over it. Down the outside is uh, Mark Twain. I tell you what, he got uh, sort of snagged back. He wasn't really comfortable. He's, uh, he's probably got to improve his race manners a bit, but... He kept finding the line. You see Sharp and Smart's good enough to uh, push through and win. But, um, yeah, I just thought that uh, he had every every possible favour and he sort of sometimes uh, gets, gets the I guess, the luck in running and sort of Walt sort of, you know, said on the show a couple of times that he's blessed. But I guess good horses, like Animo, they put themselves in positions to win. But I was interested to hear that uh, Rod, uh, Graham Rogerson, he actually sort of, half put the calls on this horse I thought uh, during the week and I think he's still sort of learning his craft and I think um, Graham Rogerson still thinks he's um, maybe a prep away from being at his top and he might sort of switch off in it a little bit in his races and uh, he's just still learning about what it's all about and of course a lot of these horses are and uh, that's definitely the case for a horse like Mark Twain as well um, he's a little bit erratic hasn't got great uh, race manners and another horse I thought um, that was pretty good in the New Zealand derby there that uh, was running in third in the OTI colours was that full of sincerity and I thought uh, it was a completely a forgive run in the Tullock Stakes last start but I'm just a little bit worried with a horse like full of sincerity uh, it'll take Damien Lane's best because it just seems to be a bit of a sort of a, a one bat sort of plonker it's a sort of horse that maybe uh, he'll just find one better than him he'll stay all day definitely a, uh, a 2400 meter horse but I just know not sure that he's got the other uh, killer punches some of these other Kiwi horses that Angelus had to make a big long searching run. He ran second in the New Zealand Derby. He gets Zach Purton, so it's a big tick there. 
Um, and then other horses that sort of interested me was uh, Japanese Emperor, who looked pretty dead last start in um, the Alistair Clark. I see he's been uh, heavily backed. And I thought uh, Pericles, Nico, I've got massive reservations about this horse running a strong 2400, and I've sort of got him pegged as sort of a, a 1600, 2000 meter horse sort of sort of tops. I'm not sure what your line of thinking, or if you're going to start throwing an uppercut at me, or no, I think that's fair enough. Like you saw, he's running the Amy Va- and the Moon Valley Vars, where he loomed up on the corner. It looked like he's going to win by three or four, and then Ber- Berkeley Square kicked back to beat him. Um, that form sort of you can tie into Sharp and Smart, given Berkeley Square, I think, started near favourite in that derby. So you can definitely tie him in. Um, and then Pericles went to that derby and was pro- probably just over the top. He backed up three weeks in a row for that run. But I think that run in the Vars and then the run in the Rosehill Guineas where he looked like he had the race shot the bits and couldn't get past Lindemann, um, they're probably worrying signs for him up and tripped 8.50 to 4 seems a weird move. Uh, you'd probably be wanting to lay him at $4. Um I'm, I'm team Kiwis as well. I think a Kiwi will win it. I'm sharp and smart to beat Mark Twain. I think uh, sharp and smart is uh, one of our next wait for age horses. I reckon he could be one of our next wait for age stars. This horse is absolute lion finder. Um, he's only real one poor run on the form card where he ran fourth. He probably should have won the JJ Atkins and everything else. He's either pretty much one or run second. So um, he just finds a line, just gets the job done. He reminds me a bit of Adamo in that sense. Like he just doesn't really uh, kill his rivals. He just gets the job done. That's what he did all springs, what he did last start. And I think that's what he'll do here. Huey Bowman just keeps him out of trouble from 17. Um, you'd probably like the fence to be off for him or something like that, where uh, getting down the middle is a big tick like it was on this sort of day last year. So uh, I think you'll probably get $4 and he seems a good bet. And I thought Mark Twain's a big danger. Full sincerity stroke, I like you can make cases for, but uh, yeah, I'd be sharp and smart, Mark Twain. DK, you got any thoughts about any of these young white resources? No, I didn't get around to this race, Scoot, so um, no, no, defer to Nico there. Uh, if you just take that New Zealand derby run alone, Barrier 17, he had everything in his favour and he wasn't, he didn't really put that field away, so Huey's got a big job in his hands there from Barrier 17, and I'd just love to see. Um, Kieran McAvoy put Mark Twain into the race from Barrier 5 because he did look a horse that sort of liked to get on the chewy. So I think he could settle a little bit closer and um, they might might catch this horse, Mark Twain. And if he doesn't win on uh, Saturday, Mark Twain, I'll be following his horse to the Queensland Derby. He might just be a, just a bit too raw and a bit too new to it all. He might throw the race away, but um, oh, I don't know if anyone's got to mark it up, but I, I'd nearly expect this horse in the in the Queensland Derby as well, this um, Mark Twain from my spies in uh, New Zealand. Uh, they're telling me that um, he's a big chance to keep pushing further north um, if he doesn't uh, win on Saturday. So I'm not sure if you get any uh, spoil there, but if you can just find the market, please shoot us a, a, a message and I'll probably uh, spear in with you. All right, I've um, I've sort of stolen Johnny Sunder there a little bit. He'll um, no doubt send me a message saying, you've brushed me for uh, telling a couple of Sydney races. He hates it. He hates it if uh, we give anyone the right Sydney rain. So uh, make sure you head to racingwatch.com.au if you want more of Johnny's stuff um, in the Telegram or in the Discord channel. Uh, he's absolutely crackers. He's in Detroit playing 10 bowling. So that tells you what sort of character he is. And he uh, he's still doing the form over there. So he's absolutely mental, our man Johnny. But uh, doesn't leave a stone unturned like the other boys on the show. All right, now it's time to look north and uh, hear from our man uh, Donny for Donny's Best. Morning, gents. Good to get the moral home last weekend, started around 3.20, so I hope a couple of listeners had an absolute fill-up like I did. It's tougher this weekend. Randwick, Doncaster Day, an absolute epic. 
looks really tricky day. Dooman, there's not much talent there, so there weren't many bets there. The best bet will come up in race 10 at Randwick, DK. Strap yourself in. It's uh, number 14. It had to be Zoo. Paying $41 a win, $7.50 a place. I think it's tremendously over the odds. It's had three runs at Canterbury this preparation. It's racing like a new horse. It's 1-2. Um, narrowly missed in its latest one against a smart horse called Kazoo. To get back style doesn't really suit Canterbury. Bigger track at Randwick will suit it down to the ground. Moisture in the ground, they'll be getting wide. Middle draw helps. It's had a beautiful tick over trial. Um, the ratings are really strong for a $41 chance. I think it's going to start shorter and it should go close. Fingers crossed because I'll be chips in. Um, so it comes up in race 10, number 14. It had to be zoomed 41 to 750. The other best bet comes up in Durban. It's in race 8, number 6. Manhood was gelded uh, over the break. First up, beam was extremely strong. It runs uh, strong early fractions and can break other horses' hearts. The three um, favourites next in line, they're all pretty weak animals. I think if this can get to the front, I'll sit OSL. It should be able to run the middle of the ground. Two. 25 with top sport there is better getting around so maybe we'll just play top fluck late so the two best bets are race 10 number 40 had to be zoo at Randwick, and race 8 number 6 manhood at Durban on saturday good luck go well gents and i think uh manhood uh, should keep improving and i think that's a, a great bet but uh, he might have had a couple too many beers when he was tipping this one it had to be zoo i'm not sure about this one nico it's got opal ridge parasol magic time uh to get past that looks a super deep race it's a bit of walt pricing isn't it For 41 dollars morals <laughs> according to hey, donny can't knock the confidence like straight <laughs> off the bat the best bet is hey i thought it'd be the manhood and then he's on that 41 this so good on it i'll be cheering hard for it we'll have to so take some courage to, to go get out and say this i'm real really keen on this at 40s you know so um who cares at 40s whether i can of course it's gonna have five and six in the market out of it you know but um he obviously knows the horse and you know, give it strength. Maybe in everyone's quaddies at least, I would think. You can't put a knot in the quaddie now. Got to go in. That's who everyone wants. So you want, want a result in the last leg, throw Donnie's thing in the quaddie at least. All right. Let's have a look at uh, Top Sport Steamers. As I said uh, last week, $508 sparkle. So anyone that was still believing in the Top Sport Steam, they finally got a breakthrough. This week, we've got a couple of uh, crackers. The first one might be uh, DK or Nico's. Race 6, number 4v8, 625 at $9. So the boys uh, are saying the uh, the MF might bob up, and we've definitely got uh, the slow at the price on cylinder. So that looks like a, a good little ticket to hold. The next one is uh, race 7, number 15, in secret, 1000 at $6. Tell you what, Dean Holland rode that horse absolutely perfectly in uh the new market, I thought, and just had no petrol left on the line. So I think it was just as good a ride as it was uh, a performance uh, for that one. Really? So you think? I, I think he did, yeah. I, th- I, 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 I think I think Jay Dertellis got a one on it. I, sit and steer, I, was it? I don't think it was. 50 kilos, whatever it had. Hmm. He's had to steer it. Anyway, he had to get the job done. So well done, Dean. I'm not potting, but I, I thought, gee whiz. Race 8, number 16, Zagot. This could be my bet, 1000 at $11. Love the setup for uh, Chris Waller here. And I deliberately, when I saw that one, I thought, oh, well, we'll just talk about the um, Doncaster in the last little uh, piece of the steamers. Uh, Zagot, yeah, I think that's a great bet. I, I think she'll start shorter than $11, uh, even though she's been 8 to 11 now. She's just bypassed a lot of these um, big races. And, yeah, I get to here with 15.5 kilos. So, 
she puts herself into the race and and's got some um, serious X factor this horse. Uh, the last one here is Bendigo Race Four, number seven, and it is Sing for Peace, four thousand at two dollars sixty. So Nico is just going to slide that straight under the Duna cover. It's a big crack early, considering yeah, the this. Hey? Into two thirty now, maybe it's maybe it doesn't get any longer. I would have thought you might get two sixty on the day, just with the way the, these markets sort of go with the favourites. But um, no, I, I can't knock the horse in terms of ability. I think he's got stacks of ability. He's just his race class isn't that good at the moment. He, he's um. He probably doesn't have a jockey that's, you know, if you had Billy Egan or Nashra Willow or someone that could get him through that flat spot, you know, probably a bit better than um, potentially Talia can. But she has had the ride on him last start, so she's she's acquainted with the horse and maybe that's a, a big tick for some punters. But, um, yeah, he'd be a, I think he's a tricky horse to really want to steam into given his uh, racing manners at the moment. I'm just looking at the uh, the time conversion. So it'll be uh, around sort of 6.30, 7 o'clock next week. So Walt and I will try and do the show. And uh, do it with you boys because uh, we're still doing lots of form, and that's the best thing about uh, having tools like punting form and all the databases and uh, keeping your head in it. Uh, it's a working holiday for me, so uh, we'll try and do the show next Thursday. But the super sub might have to be Unico, so we might have to get you to host the show. But uh, hopefully, we've um, all had a fill up. It was a great, uh, great result for all the punters and all the followers of the show last week. So. Well done, boys. You're uh, doing a good job back in the cold. And if you want to follow us for the uh, the US Masters uh, Punters Club as well, there might be a graphic up on the screen now. Nick Tedeschi is going to steer it. And as I said earlier in the show, you can buy a share, 50 to to 1000 bucks. So if you just want to watch all the golf and bet over the four days, um, Nick Tedeschi and a couple of boys in Melbourne will be uh, steering this one. So we'll be betting on uh, the Masters win market, the exotics, um, some two balls, three balls, some, some match-up, who's going to make the cut, who's going to uh, finish top 10 and top 20. So... We'll be betting it all. will be via the app, so you can follow the bets in in sort of real time. So I think there's there's going to be a couple of um, key golfers that will target. Um, Mike back and Aussie. I see Jason Day's been hundreds in, so it's going to be a great betting tournament. It's good to see the live golfers um, back in the mix uh, at Augusta, and it's great uh, that top sport. Oh, they are, of, are they? Yeah, they're, so they're back. Cam, Cam Smith and all that will be there. Cam and and DJ and uh, oh, good. Uh, all the big golfers will, will be there from the Live Tour. And, of course, John Walter, um, he won the Master Punnett Tournament thanks to Top Sport and also our um, our lucky raffle winner, which is uh, which is Jeremy Scott. So um, he's got the uh, the $100 ticket to go over to Augusta. So it's going to be a beauty. We're going to do a golf podcast uh, next Tuesday. So we're going to do that uh, live from uh, Augusta. Uh, hopefully they let us on course and we'll uh, just film it by the, uh, the 12th hole there. I don't think that's going to happen, but um, yeah, we'll definitely do the show, do the preview, and uh, put all the bets through uh, the Punters Club as well. So make sure uh, you stay tuned, and uh, hopefully we can get some sort of out wide footage and post it on our social channels. That's um, G or PG rated. Uh, it's going to be a, a big seven days, and uh, shame you uh, you couldn't join us, DK. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I was a million to <laughs> one, but still shame. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Good luck on the weekend, and uh, hope you have plenty of winners. Make sure you follow Nico's uh, Mounting Yard Mail. And uh, what was that horse that you like tonight, DK? Moya, Moya Lass in the first. So maybe start your weekend if this again. The punters are the early, the early watchers of the show. But um, that was good last week. I had a mate at the footy club said, "Oh, I got the little booty email because I was out for beers with the mates on Thursday night, and we saw your tip of mine. We all backed it. So that's the stuff you want to hear. So um, yeah, but uh, yeah, if you get this early, I thought Moyle Lass would win the first tonight to start your weekend multis. Or it's good, short but sweet. But uh, geez, it should be winning. Bloody hell, ran behind Revolutionary Miss and yeah, all that thing. Huge and, run last. Yeah, 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 and it was a huge run behind Gringotts and El Salido. So we'll stick with that form. It ran third to El Salido and Gringotts. So um, but that form's better than anything else in that race tonight. Two dollars fifty into one sixty at Top Sport. One sixty. <laughs> what? All right. <laughs>
It was two two twenty this morning when I left home at seven eight o'clock. I said they're going to be one sixty. Well, Nico is just sitting there and he's just punched a five thousand dollar bet through. One sixty? No, I don't, I don't tip one dollar sixty <laughs> chances. I'm sorry. Just well, maybe if it drifts out late, but uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that desperate. Tip dollar sixty chances. Throw it in your multi, and uh, we'll see you next week. Good luck on the weekend. Thanks, guys. Thank you.